Today we have Derek, Newman, and Marcus. Uh, so we're on the back end of this kind of hectic legal tampering, kind of oxymoron period, uh, where teams weren't allowed to f- officially announce anything, but agents and players were leaking information as far as who was going where. Uh, now we're starting to see some ink on on paper. What do you guys think so far? Who do you think are the big winners and losers? Um. Well, obviously, right now it's got to be New England's got to be one of the biggest winners. But f- for me, the most confusing part is um, this. Obviously, it's not a new addition of voided contracts, but guys, we, we know the cap's been so like tight, and everyone's supposed to be screwed, but now everyone's found ways to, uh, you know, clear all this money. Oh, and this just in: uh, the the Chiefs just added 15 voided years to uh, Mahomes' contract, clearing <laughs> clearing up another 60 million dollars in cap. Now, obviously, it's a loophole. And uh, you know, good for everybody. Obviously, it's better this way um, because people are still getting paid. Um, one deal we're going to touch about, uh, touch on later, which is most mind blowing to me in San Francisco. Um, right now, it's got to be New England wins. Um, I really like what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, there's a few teams I like as a whole as what they're doing. Which sure. Touching. Yeah, I, I like New England's moves. Um, I think they probably paid a little bit of a premium, you know, overpaid the wide receivers. I think. The Al Galore and Bourne deals seem a little rich. Uh, but besides that, I mean, going back to, to really what their bread and butter was for a large portion of their, their success, that two tight end set, bringing in Janu and Hunter Henry, I think is amazing. Um, they, you know, made some tough decisions around the offensive line, let some guys walk, uh, you know, brought on some other people, traded Marcus Cannon, let, let a couple guys walk and signed some outrageously large contracts uh, elsewhere. But, um, Ultimately, I think that they they know they had holes and they're trying to fill them, and, and they're filling them through the free agency, which is where you know, you make your team better. You get value in the draft, you make your team better in free agency. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, pulling trigger. Yeah, well, you know, first and foremost, obviously, there's always a gamble when you talk about prices. But if, if they perform, it is what it is. So obviously, I, I, we talked about the John Lee Smith. Um, I thought it was a little high. I'm still kind of torn on on that. But you know, they're they're filling all the holes. Kendrick Bourne might be a bit pricey, but. Um, like how can you um, not justify paying guys to come make plays? Obviously, it's going to come down to Cam in that sense, but uh, they still have to be looking at quarterback. I think with the, yeah, I think the, a lot of these moves signal to me that they're going to get aggressive on a quarterback front. Uh, they fill a lot of their needs. They they, they build, fill out that wide receiver core. They get some help on the back end. I think Jalen Mills is going to project to be a safety probably. I think he probably moves uh, a little further back in the secondary, but to, this allows them to to maybe trade up in the draft maybe go up and get a Trey Lance maybe go up and get you know one of those top three top four kind of guys uh not necessarily hope you know like a Mac Jones falls to you but get kind of aggressive and go after a quarterback Jalen Mills is the most interesting New England signing for me uh, he's got talent um he had a couple years where he was just getting smoked in Philly part of that could just be they really didn't have any type of a surrounding cast so I, I think he's someone that could be a very surprising um uh, bright spot for the Patriots next he's, year. He's really good in the red zone and pretty terrible everywhere else in the field. Uh, so to me, that almost reads as a guy that if you limit his responsibilities, simplify his reads, he can make plays. Maybe he's just getting lost and over-processing things. Um, that's why I think a move to safety could help him. And there's a hole there. I don't think Deron Harmon's the guy. One of the things that we know about the Patriots is that they seem to – take what a guy does well and put him in a position to succeed. So I think some of these seem to be a little bit um, 
I think they're overpaying a little bit for some of these guys based on what the production we've seen out of them. But they never go into anything like this without some sort of game plan for it. And usually their game plan is pretty good. Um, I think Nelson Aguilar is a little bit like that's a little bit of, a, of an expensive sign. You could have had a guy like John Brown for a much cheaper deal who winds up going to Oakland. Um, so there's some of those things, but it's just one of those things where it's like you tend to give the Patriots the benefit of the doubt on most of these. Um, one thing that is concerning for me is Hunter Henry with all those injuries. Like he's a really good player, but he's often hurt. Maybe getting away from the Chargers and that awful medical staff or whatever's going on there uh, will help him. But that that to me stands out a little bit. I definitely agree with that. Um if they had just got Hunter Henry, I'd be a little concerned. But the fact that they got Johnny as well, I feel better about, you know, if, if Hunter Henry is just healthy for a playoff run, uh, that's all you really need him for at that point. I mean, sure. And he's a good player when healthy. It's the it's question great. is yeah. the, when, the when healthy, right? Completely um, fair. So let's touch on so, some of the- yeah, well, yeah. I, I obviously we can agree that uh, New England wins the East. But yeah, let's, the, the Jets are kind of – not really too big splash. I, I, I don't like really like the Corey Davis signing, but I love Gerard Davis, man. I, I love a guy who just lay, lays the hammer down um, in the middle over there. Yeah, he's a good fit for what they're trying to do. Apparently, um, there's rumors that they may trade uh, – what's his name from – that they had gotten from Baltimore, the big linebacker acquisition – but uh, Carl Lawson, the Jets needed pass rush, and they needed they need playmakers at the wide receiver position. I think Corey Davis gives you some of that. So you know him and Perriman and Mims and um, Crowder. That's a decent little wide receiving core, and allows you to not necessarily have to take a, a wide receiver early in the draft if you don't necessarily want to. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was just thinking after kind of watching this because some teams, specifically New England, got so much better on paper. Um, I, I had a weird feeling that before we added the 17th game, uh, I had this weird bold statement that the winner of the uh, the one seed in the AFC next year is going to have 12 wins and, you know, on a 12 and four slate. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty balanced out. Uh, Matt Milano is the biggest signing, I guess, over in Buffalo, but it's, it's really hard for me sending 11 million towards any type of linebacker, but obviously he left some big holes when he wasn't there for them. Um, I don't think they did a lot, honestly. And I, I think that they're doubling down on the Josh Allen they got last year is the real Josh Allen. The productivity they got out of the combination of him and Diggs is going to be something that's consistent. That's a big gamble. Um, you know, they definitely – there was a flash there. We'll see if it's, you know, something that they can continue to produce or if that was kind of a matchup thing and there's something there that teams can exploit with a full season to kind of break down the film and, and what they're doing. Um but yeah, not making any moves really there. So we'll see how that, that comes to play them. Uh, oh, it's one of those situations where if you're not getting better, you're almost getting worse because everyone around you is making some moves. Yeah, it's, it's well, insane. Well, speaking of that, uh, the Dolphins have, don't they have a bunch of cap money to spend? And they yes, haven't they really do. done a lot. They so do. why are they sitting out so much for one? And then two, is there some moves left on the table? There's still some wide receivers out there. Kenny Galladay and um, John, uh, Juju are out there. Uh, Will Fuller. some Will Fuller might be a really good fit there. Stretch the field for him. They need somebody that can give him a downfield target. Yeah, I, I think Miami was in a unique spot. Um, kind of, And also like the Colts. I think both of those teams are in the spots. And even though they have the cap, the teams are young enough and developing well enough that you don't feel the pressure to go out and make those big guys. Cause like, you know, just like you said, there's a lot of good talented guys out there that they're going to get at a discount, which helps, you know, forward other than just this year. Um, 
But um, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, another signing for the Dolphins. Uh, everyone likes paying a lot for back quarterbacks, but um, I, th- I think there's some interesting stuff uh, other than the Colts going on in the uh, the AFC South. Uh, does anyone like what Jacksonville's done so far? They are in an interesting situation. So obviously they reunite Hyde and and uh, Urban Meyer, bring in the guy that he knows well. They bring in Philip Dorsett, who's kind of a fringe third receiver. Can I think you can plug into what they have there? I think they have enough you know talent at the beginning and on top of that wide receiver core. The big thing that is interesting to me, uh, they bring in Griffin at corner, which is I think is he's solid, really yeah, solid. Yeah, I, I think he's right around fifteen or thirteen or fifteen million a year, I believe. Not bad. Uh, I mean, I yeah. think there's a decent value there for a corner too. And I'm curious to see. I just you know recent reports they're they're taking offers on uh, on Gardner Minshew, so yeah. I don't know what the return on a backup quarterback with starting experience looks like. But apparently they're really trying to put their stamp on this organization. Uh, that you think they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, obviously, and they're probably going to bring in their own, you know, backup quarterback as well. Yeah, well, you know, with with, with Minshew, I think it's obviously he's proven that he can play. But I think the biggest thing when you have a guy like that is just the attention that comes and everything that he brings outside. Do you think um, they're trying to get a distraction out of there? As far it, as he, and he's a big fan favorite, maybe too much of a fan favorite when you're bringing it, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. They, I mean, they could they could probably damn well get the third or fourth rounder for him, um, uh, which is obviously a great return for him. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, plus he gave you some production. So. Yeah, uh, and it, people want backups with starter experience. I don't. I don't think that's a necessarily a bad valuation of, of what he can bring. Um, there are definitely some teams that would be in a position that that, that would make sense for them. It, guys who are at the top and, and um, don't need to add much, but also can't afford a quarterback injury. It's okay to get, you know, a halfway decent insurance policy that keeps you going. I mean, if, if Ben gets hurt and he plugs in in, in Pittsburgh, I think I mean, he's a better option than anything else they have behind Ben. I'll rock a stash all year. He comes to Pittsburgh. Mason's not the guy. We, like, we no. all know that. Um, yeah. So staying in the division, we have the Texans. They go out and get Marcus Cannon. Obviously, there's that pipeline from Houston to, to New England with a lot of familiarity from front office people there. Good move for them. Gonna, you know, try to round out that, that offensive line that hasn't been very good. Uh, but outside of that, it's just some restructuring. Um, they, they bring in a couple guys, Kirksey. Uh, but probably the biggest thing they have going on is this ongoing drama of will they or will they not trade Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and and there's more more shits going on now with them. You know, we got not one, but we got two different uh, uh, suits coming out for uh, potential rub and tugs where he might have crossed the line, where should have went to a different parlor. But um, it, that's huge. Uh, that you know, that's things like that can obviously derail completely derail a career. Um, obviously, teams will still gamble on them, but you know, things like that can void your contracts, which is something that could help move him out. So maybe it's just a weird Still super early, but I mean, if something comes of that and again, you know, they've, they've only been kind of the baseline preliminary accusations, but if something were to come of that, they may feel pressure to move him. Yeah. Um, apparently the bears are throwing an awful lot at anybody that will listen, looking for a quarterback, but I think they're interested in both Watson and Russell Wilson. So, yeah, from what I, from what I, we'll get to, we'll talk to the Bears. But I, I heard they put a nice offer in, which I, I know we'll be talking about it soon. Um, yep. But I, I think the uh, the biggest one uh, with the Titans over. Let's go to the Titans. Um, you know, another team that's been well. They lost Johnny Smith, 
So Bud Dupree's uh, the move there, though. That's that's the big move. And honestly, I still love the Janoris Jenkins signing. Uh, it's good value there. And I always love a guy who's going to jump into a fight with you. Uh, always, <laughs> been, always been a big fan of Jenkins. Um, uh, they're they're going to be missing a few of those players. Um, obviously, Johnny Smith, we'll, we'll see. But that's I think that's a replaceable position. Um, and Corey Davis, I think it's good for them that he's gone. He kind of just never really panned out. Um uh, but so I, I really like what they've done. I thought that they needed to add some defense. Um, that offense was still pretty good last year. Corey Davis gave it some some elements of production, but I think it's mostly replaceable. Yeah. Um, but on the defensive end, that's where they were really hurting. Um, they they struggled on defense. They were awful this year. So um, adding a, a big pass rusher like Bud Dupree and, and a corner like Janoris Jenkins and Danico Autry in there um, really should help out that defense a lot. So th- there's not really any moves to talk about finishing out and you're running out that division, but what do you guys make of the Colts just really not participating in free agency to this point? And they have um, a ton, they have a ton of money to do it. Still, they just kind of still confused, but I think that some of the good players are still there. Um, I think Eric Fisher and they discounted value is a huge potential for them going forward. Um, even someone pending what happens with T.Y. Hilton, Juju might be a pretty good fit over in um, Indianapolis, but I don't think. But obviously, on the field stuff, I think he'd be a good fit over there. A uh, lot, a lot of talent going around, and sound like you know, like Miami. I think it's good to not just throw dollars when you when it's not a necessity. Sure. So uh, I've heard that they have about forty million in cap space, but there is a lot of uh, expectation that the Colts are not going to spend a ton in free agency this off season uh, because they do need to re-sign and re um, re up some of their big names that are coming up. Uh, you know, the two All Pros in Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard are going to be coming due soon. Um, so yeah, so so that that's part of that. I think um, I don't think they wind up sitting out completely. They'll they'll sign some guys here. Yeah, they, maybe they did just maybe they're just for the values. They, do you think they it's a Marlon Mack for a two two million dollar deal too? So do you think I, it's I a think matter of waiting for some of these guys who are gonna towards the back end of free agency be a little more willing to take a one year prove it and they can get that one year value in before they have to start committing to some of these other guys? A thousand percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the Colts have shown to be kind of value shoppers for the most part. They don't go out there and spend big dollars on guys. That's not Ballard's, you know, that's not his M.O. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, at this point, either is winning games in the playoffs. So <laughs> you got you to gotta figure out which one you're going to do. I mean, when you, you get there consistently, sometimes it's not, you know, it's not the GM's fault that they're not getting, no, I, you know, yeah. getting over the hump. But I'm just just trying to make a comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. we stay we stay in the South. We move to the NFC. Uh, the Bucks extend Tom Brady and some more of those voidable years that we've been talking about, where mm-hmm. he's a four year extension. But in reality, I think it's just a two year deal, or it only adds one year. It's it's not a four year deal. And and that's set off a freaking bomb. I never heard of a voided contract until him, and now there's 14 of them out there. And even right. Taysom Hill's got a 140 million dollar voided contract. It, it almost seems like they did what they had to do to keep Brady uh, in Tampa. And everybody else is like, wait, we can do this? Well, and everybody. <laughs> um, it, it really it just opened the floodgates. And, you know, the, the team that won the Super Bowl has literally retained 98% of everyone. Uh, I think yeah. Sue, Sue might be the last piece. So um, it should be scary for the rest of the league. Well, so well, Sha- Sha- Shaq Barrett, at the, what's the value of that deal? Is that 16 a year? How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, um, so it's, it's actually, I think, seventeen. Is so seven is it seventeen a year? Okay, yeah. I thought it was, but yeah, there is a voidable. 
there is one voidable year on that, so that helps reduce that cap hit. Um, it's really a five-year deal, but it's only for four. Um, I love it. I think that's I think that's pretty good value for a guy like that. Um, he's been amazing. He's been arguably the best defensive uh, pass rusher in the league the last two years. Um, they said that he's actually number one against double teams too in the league last year. So more than even Aaron Donald. Yeah, um, it's a great number. Pass rushers are starting to flirt with over $20 million, um, and it's a really good time to lock up one of those premium pass rushers before this uh, starts bouncing back up. So truthfully, if you know if he could maintain you know double-digit sacks, it's great value. So that, you know, like I said, they're saving five, six million, million a year with him. Sure. Um, and then and then Gronk resigns for 10. Not really a discount. Um, I, I think was, he's the only non-discount on that team. Yeah, I was kind of curious to see if they're going to get you know any kind of discount with him. They, they do not, but it, apparently other teams were interested. So that kind of understand, you know, the Bills were making a run at him. He's from Buffalo originally. So that's probably why that number stays up where it was. The Saints, we get the answer to the will he or will he not. Uh, Drew Brees calls it a career. Great career. Um, really a guy that, that over, I, I think, really exceeded the expectations from what he was coming out of Purdue, but he retires, helps the cap space in, in New Orleans. They extend out uh, Taysom Hill, who is Sean Payton's favorite target, favorite guy for, I still don't understand the love affair there. Maybe five years you know, later down the road, we'll get a tell all book and we'll understand why they are so in love, but he signs a, and people kind of gawked and, and, and made, you know, obviously this is a huge cap number uh, four for one forty. But all voidable years, he's not going to see the tail end of that contract. He, my, no my question on that is thirty-five million dollars a year. What? Why? Why four for one forty? It could have been anything. Four for five hundred. It could have been. <laughs> that, that number is completely irrelevant. So I don't know where they get to four for one forty. Um, I do have a question for you in regards to Breeze retiring. So um, you know he goes down as one of the all-time leading passers in terms of passing yardage as well as touchdowns. Him and Brady have been you know tossing that back and forth even last year. Um, he only wins the one Super Bowl uh, and you know has some uh, s- several really good years in New Orleans where they're consistently in the playoffs for a majority of it. Um, but uh, you know he never wins an MVP award. W- what's his legacy? Um, I think he's got a great legacy. Um, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's done he's done a lot off of the field um, in New Orleans. So um, I, I think that's where his legacy lies, and I think that's pretty important to be known for more than just being excellent at football. Yeah, I would say his legacy as a person exceeds necessarily the football legacy. I think he's a, a great regular season performer. He's also an example of one of those guys that wins the Super Bowl and does no favor for the team from a salary cap hit, and they don't get back. Uh, you know, you, you see other guys who have done something similar. You know, Aaron Rodgers. You could critique him the same way. Guy that wins the Super Bowl, and and then that's kind of the end of the Super Bowl run because he ta- he takes his even borderline unfair share of, of the cap hit. And yeah. So, so, so the thing about Brady, like Tom Brady, uh, yeah. you know, that's how you win seven Super Bowls. <laughs> so, so the thing about Breeze is that he is also very much so, and and Aaron Rodgers is like this too. They're very much so pro player. So they're you know union reps of the NFLPA. So for them, it is kind of to set a precedent and take less money as a, as a guy who's a union guy, that is a bad precedent to set uh, because a lot of those guys need to get as much money as they can while they're young. Um, and and they're valuable. Um, and you're so. playing a premium position where you can kind of set the market as far as what marquee players. Like I under, I definitely understand all of that. Um, yeah. But we we've seen examples of the multiple ways to do it. And some players, and I use this line with with a friend the other day when he kind of brought it up. 
some guy, everybody says they want to win. Some guys show you they want to win a little bit more. Like, yeah, sure. You know that Tom Brady winning is when he everybody's like, oh, winning is the most important thing. Like, no, like winning is the most important thing to him. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just talk uh, about how those son of a bitches were a hundred million dollars over the cap and, and they're still under? And meanwhile, the Steelers can only clear nine hundred thousand by restructuring Derek Watt. Much better GM. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, but a hundred million dollars. How impressive is that? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I do want to touch on one more thing about Breeze. So he is widely known as, you know, a great fantasy player. Uh, throughout his career, and um, that explains is, all those two yard slants. What is, what is your um, what is your favorite and and worst memory of Drew Brees? Did he ever like beat you in a big game, or cost you a big game, or win you any big games in terms of fantasy? I don't think he ever has, but I've definitely lost uh, in a PPR to Mike Thomas having fourteen catches for a hundred yards. Yeah, uh, um, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can remember him uh, having some actually pretty poor performances come championship week and weeks, uh, specifically in uh, seasons where I had Jimmy Graham in New Orleans and they could would combine for like 15 points uh, come clutch time. You know, first team all pros, both of them, been playoff time, shit the bed, kind of like the regular season. That's, so, what, so, that's what worries me again. You know, let's make a comparison to Aaron Rodgers. Like those two guys, when it gets to the tail end of the season and you're worrying about if they're going to get benched or not, if they're going to be available for your fantasy playoffs, like – that's a reason to stay away from people like that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I did have Breeze one year in which he was amazing. He like led the league in scoring. Um, I outscored the entire league by 200 points. And then uh, we were doing two-week playoff matchups for some reason. Um, and Drew Breeze in those two-week playoff matchups threw five interceptions. And I lost to Marcus by 12 points. And then I would have, and then I would have obliterated uh, both teams in the championship. But uh, Marcus went, uh, wound up uh, losing to uh, to another buddy of ours in that in that final. What a, what a guy! I mean, he's he's definitely gotten the benefit of the NFC South being pretty terrible during his time down there. Uh, the Bucks have been minus the last year have been pretty atrocious since their last Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. The Panthers have been up and down, more down than up. <clears throat> the, the Falcons had a, a you know a little three year run where they looked like a competent team, but it was never on the defensive side of the ball. It's pretty much free reign to throw the ball in the NFC South. Yeah, and they actually had some down years for a stretch there, where you know he was kind of just accumulating stats, but the team wasn't very good. So yeah, those stat accumulators can't stand them. <laughs> so we stay. Uh, so we go over to, to Carolina. Carolina makes a couple moves. Um, one recently, they bring in Hassan Reddick on a one mil, a one year, eight million deal. That's one of my favorite deals. I think to bring in a guy who can rush the passer. That's a very, um, very affordable contract for a guy that can get after the passer for sure. Well, outside I mean, of him, that, him, Perryman, and Irving are all talented guys. Good value that can they you know, they can um, outkick their coverage, if you will, for um, for what they're getting paid. Sure. Um, Perryman's yeah. another little banger. I always love that a thug you. I think that their uh, I think that their their defense was they they spent the entire draft on defense last year, uh, so it's very young. So adding a couple of these key pieces with uh, some of those other guys that they have blossoming, I think that 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 bodes well for them. Um, I do think that they need a little bit more on offense, but adding two offensive linemen certainly will help that. Yeah, and then you get you know hopefully a healthy McCaffrey back for the whole season. Uh, another year of establishing that offensive identity. Jeremy Shin, I think, is the real deal. I'm, I'm really excited to see you know him get a little bit of pass rush help in front of him, give mm-hmm. this guy even less time that you know to hold the ball and, and try to, to get open. Um, I, I think I've, I like what Carolina is doing. I think they're building it slowly the right way uh, versus you know teams like 
you, you look at Atlanta, Atlanta's in full-on collapse. They haven't done anything oh, yeah. for free because they don't have any money. And the roster that they're fielding today is not good. Yeah, you, yeah. Sh- you, sh- you shouldn't be that hurt on cap and not even remotely close to the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Matt Ryan also did restructure his contract anyway, but it's still stealing. This is not a team that is. This is not a team that's going to be set up for success uh, for for at least a few years. But I think the Panthers very well could be in that conversation. You know, if the Saints take a step back post Breeze, if the Bucks take take a step past uh, post Brady, they're their team that's ripe to you know to be hitting their stride, especially if they go get a young quarterback this year uh, and maybe let him learn a year behind uh, Teddy Bridgewater or um, or throw him right in the fire. So we have another team that's kind of trending up. We talk about Carolina. So we move over. So Washington, um, they bring in Fitzpatrick as a backup quarterback. We're kind of seeing this this backup quarterback market get set, and it makes me feel better about that Cam Newton deal. We're is seeing Fitz, it. is Fitzmagic a backup quarterback? Oh, he's he starting. I think, I think he's so. going to be. The, I think he's going to be the starter at the outset of the season. They may uh, they may roll with Heineke at some point, kind of that's like they gross, did with Tua. Okay depending on what's going on with their season. But uh, I, I think he expects to start at least initially. For sure. I can't, I can't wait till he collapses and then they're shocked that Fitzpatrick does the same thing that he's done 15 other times. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, what? This guy's not going to be the starter? No way. But, but he is the antithesis of what Alex Smith is. Alex Smith is a guy who is not willing to take chances. Fitzmagic, he is going to let it rip. So I think that they have some good pieces on offense with Terry McLaurin, you know, some of their running backs. They re-sign uh, Lamar Miller. Do, do um, any of their other moves do anything? I don't think – the Lamar Miller move does nothing for me. I think uh, he is it's, so it's washed. Just, he, he's just a depth piece at this point. We don't know yeah. what he has. Um, but William Jackson is a good player. I like that, adding that in the secondary, replacing Ronald Darby. Uh, sure. They needed to do something. So He's not better than Darby, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I feel like the rest of their free agency, I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's 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 a fair. Honestly, the NFC has just been kind of boring, um, just as a whole. Uh, I know the Giants just signed Leonard Williams, and I know we're about to talk about uh, Kenny Galladay getting ready to visit there. But I think he's another guy who's going to get paid way more than he's worth. Uh, I think he had one half a good season, and he's missed a lot of time. To Big me, he's good seed, but um, with with Allen Robinson and uh, what's his face missing free agency, the other the other franchise tag. Um, I really think Kenny Galladay is like the blue chip. Yeah, and he's going to get paid, and he's not going to he's not going to fill that contract. So no, um, sorry to whatever team signs him, Giants. Yeah, after seeing the Algalor deal, you got to think that that Galladay deal is, is just disgusting as far as <laughs> what they're going to put up. And he's I'm, he's just not a number one receiver. I'm, I, I just I'm not sorry. Is he a high end two? I think he is. I think he's a high end two, uh, but I don't think he's a number one. And I think he's gonna, he's he's getting ready to get number one money for sure. Yeah, yeah, that um, one's, that, but they're pretty, they're pretty boring for the rest of the uh, the East there. Uh, so the Packers decide to keep Aaron Jones in purgatory. They refuse to free him. They refuse to let him play and uh, every down and really just have free reign over that offense. Uh, but they also don't let him go. So they bring him back four four years, forty eight million dollars. I think he's going to be huge for fantasies as long as he's healthy. Jamal Williams is gone. Um, he'll still get some goal line touches siphoned by uh, AJ Dillon, but I think this is the uh, after that first contract. AJ, this is the time where he's going to be a super duper workhorse. AJ sure. Dillon is probably my favorite player in fantasy football that I've never actually owned. Uh, <laughs> so last year in the playoffs, I was squaring up. Uh, I think I, my team was done. I had like a twenty point lead versus 
um, Aaron Jones. And for whatever reason, A.J. Dillon was the game plan. That, and he, that's the week he ran for like 200 yards. Yeah. And, and Aaron Jones like didn't touch the football. And I was like, I don't understand why this game plan is a thing. I don't understand why A.J. Dillon's running all over the field. But I'm loving every fucking second of this. What, was he hurt or were they resting him maybe? No idea. <laughs> Interesting. Whatever. You'll pick it. It was a, I mean, AJ Dillon. Right? They, couldn't, they, they couldn't tackle AJ Dillon. Like he looked like yeah. Derrick Henry, he, and they just kept running with it. He, he's a physical monster. So um, he's a load. He's like six one two fifty. Yeah, big boy. Um, and he's, he's fast. Load. So, um, but yeah. And then uh, the rare. I mean, I'm excited about this news. We get to to make a rare announcement that something good has happened to the Green Bay Packers on the defensive side of the football. <laughs> uh, Adrian Amos decides to restructure. You know, team player guy. I like him a lot. I think he's still a really reliable safety. Um, For sure. He's a vet safety that, that does what he's supposed to do. Doesn't get burnt. Um, so the restructure there helps them hopefully go after some other guys or, or you know lock up some of the guys, their younger guys long term. Um, the Packers, if they pay attention to defense, could be good. Yeah. So so my issue with the Packers is they let Corey Lindsley walk. And we'll get to him later. He signs with the Chargers. But he's a really good center. So letting a guy like that go... They need to replace that that position. Imagine, imagine that though. So you're so you're Aaron Rodgers. They draft your heir apparent, and he looks like he's absolutely terrible. Doesn't even look like he might he may never be the guy. And that instead of getting you offensive help, and then the next offseason they let your center walk. Like that QB center relationship is is you know a very special one. Uh, you just let your stud center walk. I guess Aaron Rodgers just has to be just MFing. I've, I really hope offense. that they don't draft their first round receiver until after the year after he retires. Imagine that. Like he <laughs> retires and then they go like, oh, we have the let's get Jordan Love some help. draft. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, the, uh, the rest of the NFC North's kind of boring as well. Um, obviously the only thing, yeah. with, the only thing with the bears, uh, the only notable thing is offering three first rounders and a third rounder to get Russell Wilson. Um, and they still say no, so yeah. Not, they, they, so, which is weird since they're talking about it. But that's a huge haul for it's you know Seattle. It'd been huge for Seattle. Uh, they shouldn't have passed I, that up. I like the value in the Dalvin Tomlinson deal. I think he's an underrated player. Yeah, um, I, I like guys that can stuff the middle. You know, play the run. He's an adequate pass rusher too from the position. He's not a guy you have to take off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to get him two years for eleven million average average annual. Smart, which what you want. I like that yeah. move. I really yes. like that move a lot. Yeah, it's not sexy, but it's a, it's a it's a solid, efficient move. Defensive tackle moves are never sexy, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, we're seeing some guys yeah. that are really making a difference there. Um, yeah. I want to good. I want to pull a quick audible here before I want to I want to uh, supplement before we get to the AFC North. I want to. I'd have to talk about the NFC West, man. This is the best division in football, and it's just been fireworks. Um, really good deals and really bad deals. Um, so I kind of want to hop on this train for a little bit. Um, I'm just going to start. I'm going to start with the 49ers. Trent Williams, way too much. Um, I know that they're getting a good deal without, or going to have a good deal with Alex Mack coming. But when you talk about Trent Williams, obviously we're, he's a talented player. What was it, six for 140 or six for 130 something? 138. So yeah. the, the fun interaction on this deal was he uh, his contract for an annual average value is ten thousand dollars more than david bottiari moving him into the highest paid offensive lineman ever uh so bottiari goes on social media goes oh i guess we're pretty damn petty huh <laughs> <laughs> well but <laughs> okay that part i respect I, I think this is a terrible deal on the 49ers end wow. just because of six I don't years like the length 
Trent, he's, yeah. he's 33. He's yeah. already 33 mm-hmm. years old. And, and there's no way that you can keep – there's been one person who can be that efficient at that age and they change the game, and it won't be the left tackle. Brady's the only one. Uh, you can't be paying someone that, at almost yeah. 40 years old premium dollars. I don't mind the average uh, value if it's if that's like a three-year deal. Yeah, two, three years for sure. Um, and Niners going to be a very interesting team. Um, but let's go. That's all I really right have with them. So Alex Mack, I think, is a good pickup. Another. It's going to be. It's going to be huge, and, and they're going to get a good value for him. He's a hometown a vet, boy, a vet, really smart guy. I mean, you want your center to, to really, you know, he's seen he's seen it all, he's and he has played, that. and he has played for Kyle Shanahan twice. He played yep. with him he's, in Cleveland, and he played with him in Atlanta. This guy's um, played through some adversity, shattered his ankle. Like he, he's a, he's a good dude, and it, I think that what they're doing there, they're really doubling down on the you know the the, the ability to run the ball. So you like to see that uh, the Rams kind of interesting thing here. So not so they signed Leonard Floyd. I think that's a good acquisition, um, but they also trade Brockers yeah. to the Lions. Yep, which is uh, makes it a little awkward uh, because Brockers shortly after the last trade. It's like, oh man, Stafford's like, you know, a level up on Goff, and now they gotta go play together again. <laughs> yeah. They 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 don't just trade him. They traded him for a seventh round pick in twenty twenty three. Which is basically freaking nothing. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a contract dump. Yeah. And 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 obviously with them, they're they're tight on the cap and they don't have a bunch of voids in their contracts right now to open it up at a solid team, so they just have to draft well. Um my my darling team, the Cardinals. Um uh, just today, um, one huge move that I thought was completely unnecessary and stupid, and that's signing A.J. Green. Uh, obviously, there's potential good value there, but they've they've got talented receivers. I don't think you need that. But Apparently, they have a quota on old washed-up receivers. And with Fitz, <laughs> with, with Fitz retiring, they're like, well, shit, we got to figure this out. Who are we going to yeah. get? Yeah, see, it, it, it tells you that Fitz has to be retiring, but even if he is, they still have they still have plenty of receivers. So I think that was a little unnecessary. Uh, they lost Reddick, um, but they've got some some good talent over there. But uh, getting uh, Hudson from Oakland, uh, I think they gave up a seventh, but he they gave, got a third uh, gave a third round pick and got a seventh for Hudson, who's an All Pro center uh, with two yeah. two years or three years left on his deal. That's for me. That's got to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, deal of free agency. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm I saw, I saw. Was it was it you that posted that the beat writer? Yeah, yeah. It was so he's like listing teams that could use Rodney Hudson, and he lists like twenty of the thirty teams in the NFL. A couple spaces. Oh, in Oakland too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or so, the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was a little mind blowing. And I, I think he's a shorter center too. He's only he's six one, right? Which is good yeah. for Kyler. Yeah, you, Kyler. You, you can like get away with that at the center position. So, you got some bowling balls in there. Yeah. So I, I actually uh, – I was shooting video for Florida State's uh, football team when Roddy Hudson was there. And this guy is – like he was by far the best offensive lineman um, that we'd had at Florida State probably for, I don't know, a really long time. But I remember watching – a uh, a specific they were doing one-on-one reps where they had the offensive line and defensive line going up against each other and the defensive line guy was like whooping the offensive line guy right so the coach goes uh and they started right to left so the coach pulls the guy who's playing right tackle out and he's like rodney get in there and show him how it's done so he does it he whoops the guy then then they go to right guard uh <laughs> rodney was playing right guard so he whoops this guy there then they go into center and then that guy screws up, and he puts Rodney in there, and Rodney whoops the guy there. By, not until he got to the left side of the of the offensive line um, when he was exhausted because he'd done, like, freaking 20 reps already did he lose one. It was ridiculous. He's he's amazing. He's the best 
center in the game. Um, statistically, they said over the last like six years or something, he's allowed three sacks. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, uh, Oakland's losing cap to get rid of him, so that that makes it even more of a, uh, a, a shot in the chest there for him. Well, and so the, apparently another not sexy you know pick is uh, Matt Prater signs uh, really economical deal two two years seven million dollars that could win you a game or two Matt yeah. Prater is a big time kicker has a massive leg uh that could win you a game or two yeah I wonder if they'll close the how long does it take to close that stadium right oh. yeah Can you imagine they're like oh tie game heading to overtime sorry we have a power outage the stadium closes yeah. like- <laughs> close it down we gotta get in there oh man but uh Should try to bomb one from 64 again yeah right Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I just I had to talk about the NFC West. It's kind of it's kind of biting into me because of the, I think those are actually like division changing moves. Um, I sure. think I'm, I'm from between both of those. I, this is going to be the best division in football. Um, for, it, it should be on paper. It is, but there's a lot like the the AFC West or the East is going to be a, a very tight division. There's going to be a lot of battles. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun season in the NFL next year. All right, so let's uh, let's fo- let's backtrack and follow Hudson back to uh, the Raiders. Uh, so the Raiders lose Hudson for no reason because they're dumb. Uh, they do bring in Yannick Ngakwe, which I think is I-, I still like him as a player. I know he's had some up and down. I still think there's something there. It's interesting to see guys, you know, them adding defensive edge help when they already drafted a guy way too early last year to, to play the same position. Yeah. But it's the Raiders; they're going to Raider. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do like the John Brown signing. You have to, you have to. I think he got like three million, three three and a half million. Yeah, it was it was very cheap, just a one year little deal. Just, um, do you steal. think it was the the ghost of Al Davis attracting the fastest receiver available in free agency to the Raiders? I, oh, I had I to guess. Be. <laughs> yeah, it definitely had to be. Um, you see that? You see that move? You're like, yeah, of course they went and got John Brown. But but like the Raiders are investing all this money in John Gruden. When are they actually going to put a winning product on the field? Like uh, th- these are not the moves to get it done, in my opinion. Probably never. This is not. This is this is this is a Mayock move, man. Uh, so it's a Mayock move. So there's a lot of question marks right now. So we'll see we'll see yeah. how it works out. But um, it's it's a great thing with John Brown. It's a comparable to uh, Nelson Aguilar, who's not he hasn't dropped a baby or a, a football like a baby since <laughs> since leaving Philly. But um, same guy that what a third of the price, yeah. um, so huge for them. Um, I still like the Raiders. Um, I'm not supposed to. Uh, so the Chiefs, they, interesting yeah. move by the Chiefs. They, they, so they let two of their tackles, both of their tackles go, and then they bring in an offensive lineman. I mean, you, you're going to tell me you couldn't have retained one of those guys for five for eighty, right? I mean, theoretically, they they still can bring one or both of them back. Uh, neither one of those guys have signed anywhere. Um, but it is a questionable move, especially when you see what happens when both those tackles are out and they get absolutely warped by the Bucks pass, pass rush in that Super Bowl. So, Yeah, and with that, with that offense, you'd have to imagine the tackles are more important than – obviously, interior pressure is big anywhere. But when you have mm-hmm. a guy that can move and make some shit happen, uh, you just can't have that edge collapsing in on you. I yeah, still and like it's not long. Like- and and it's I a, think Joe Tooney's a good player. I just you know we talk about some of the players who got a little overpaid. Five by eighty for a guy coming out of an offensive lineman coming out of New England would would scare me as somebody who wants to evaluate talent. Sure, um, but I think the Chiefs do a pretty good job of evaluating talent. Obviously, um, sure. uh, I think the thing 
like, yes, they, they help potentially the interior. I guess Kyle Long potentially might play right tackle or right guard um, is what the, some people think. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I obviously those, those tackles are, are key elements and Mahomes does, uh, you know, s- sign a little bit of an extension to give them some cap relief. But uh, this is yeah, the he, team just, he just added 15 40 years, remember? Yeah. yeah. Usually, you, but, uh, usually you see tackles bump down into guard. You don't usually see guards kick out right. tackle late in their career. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if they'll be making a move for um, uh, the right tackle out of Baltimore who wants to be left tackle. It could be an interesting one while his dollars are still low for now. Or Orlando Brown. Yeah. yeah Orlando Brown. Yeah. Can't remember the damn name. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, uh, how about how about speaking of Baltimore? I, like that division is basically one and done. This is what I saw. I didn't see anybody really do anything significant. Um, the Bengals replace Carl Lawson with Trey Hendrickson. The, the the fact that the Bengals actually spent money in free agency is shocking. Well, the, yeah, the Bengals actually just uh, fucking took Mike Hilton, who is a super underrated nickelback. Um, I still don't think that the deals come out for like, his uh, money, uh, but mm-hmm. I'd imagine he has to be in the six, seven, eight range. Uh, but he's just he's just a talented guy who can cover, comes off the edge, uh, forces a lot of ha- creates a lot of havoc in the backfield, um, and you know plays like that are pretty invaluable. And they're getting him there in the slot because uh, they just signed another cornerback from uh, Awukazi Awuk- from Dallas. So they, um, another young, talented player, but they're, they're filling holes. Pretty much the only, uh, team in the NFL that really isn't doing anything is Pittsburgh. Um, and, um, I really don't want to even talk about them. So let's talk about the Brown, the Brownies and Ravens. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I like John Johnson. He's a really good player. He's, you know, I think he was an all pro this year. If that, he's definitely a pro bowler. Um, this, the, the Rams continue to pump out some safeties, and it seems like oh, yeah. they let them walk every year. I don't know exactly how they're doing that, but um, he's a good player. I think that'll help the Browns a lot, but they don't really do too much yet in free agency. Um, and th- I, they've, they've lost some some depth pieces, um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, one team that we did fail to mention that I think is pretty interesting is actually the Chargers. So they released Trey Turner. Apparently they were trying to trade him, but nobody was buying is he still a good player? Maybe. I don't know. Um, they also released Casey Hayward, who who we think still was pretty good as a corner, nickel corner kind of guy. But the big move is they do sign Corey Lindsley, which is a huge upgrade for a team that has a young quarterback. You get that 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 center to really fill in there for them. And uh, by the way, this just in, Gerald Everett just signed with the Seahawks just now. That's weird to me. Um, I, I think Everett's super talented. Is kind of like that that flex wide receiver you know a tight end hybrid kind of yeah. what Jimmy Graham pretended he to be to get more money um I like Disley a lot though I, I I'm curious to see how they use that because they haven't really shown the ability to really throw the football proficiently to their tight end position outside of I mean Jimmy Graham had a couple good weeks yeah a couple, but, a couple good weeks but I, th- I do think that that should make a more di- more dynamic offense. I mean, DK Metcalf is an absolute freak, but I, I'm a big Will Disley guy, so it's interesting yeah. to see them bring in another tight end. I think you can blame some of the uh, the Seahawks deficiencies on offense against their offensive coordinators, though. You know, Daryl Bevel and uh, Sch- Brian Schottenheimer are not exactly known for for being uh, great offensive minds. So you know they. You know that may have reduced the impact that a tight end can actually have in those offenses. You know what's interesting too is you see all the you know you see Lindsay available and move. You see uh, Tooney available and moved. Uh, David Andrews is out there. 
and the Seahawks haven't addressed offensive line yet. <laughs> like, I, I feel like this is a broken record. We talk about this every postseason. If your quarterback's so frustrated with the lack of attention you play the offensive line that he wants to leave your team and go to fucking Chicago, how do you not address your offensive line? Yeah. And, and, and not trade him. I, like, I think that and, be, and not trade him. When you, not, apparently you have an outrageous offer on the table. Yeah. It's kind of mind-blowing. I don't know what's going on in Seattle. I don't yeah. think Pete Carroll does either. <laughs> we left out uh, the Bears' huge signing of Andy Dalton to play quarterback. Oh, we flirted. We flirted with it, but uh, for ten million dollars, seeing Andy Dalton get ten makes me feel way better about Cam only getting six guaranteed with a possible four. I still, I still don't hate yeah. Dalton, man. Uh, he, he did fair in Dallas. Um, you know, they had some some troubles all over, but uh, serviceable guy. Um, but I wonder where Mitch Trubisky ends up. The thing about Andy Dalton to me is he's not a guy that can play with a pocket that is not clean. If that pocket's not clean, he he's he can't throw. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's only really a handful of guys that can though. Um, and the Bears and the Bears don't exactly have a great offensive line situation. So yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so what's what's your favorite move of everything we covered? It's it's got to be the Hudson play for me. Um, and you know, you're just you're not you're not even taking on that whole contract. But if you're talking about an All Pro center uh, for a third round pick, uh, I think that was the easiest one for me. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty much where I'm at on it. I did really like the Matthew Judon uh, move for the Patriots, so that's that's probably the move that I like the best out of what they did. Um, but uh, I mean, and then the the Lindsley move I think is is definitely a big move for um, for the Chargers there. So I think that for me, the Saints finding a way to get their cap is pretty fucking amazing. Amazing. So cumulatively, everything that they did is is pretty pretty great. Um, they're obviously a division rival, just won the Super Bowl. They want to stay kind of front and center relevant. They bring back Winston on a potential prove-it deal if they make him the quarterback, which I think they should. Uh, to, to stay under cap is is pretty pretty amazing. Uh, I like the Hassan Reddick deal a lot, one by eight, kind of approve it for a guy who can still get after the pass rusher. I, I really do like that move. As far as some, some ones that are just kind of questionable and uh, kind of just confuse me, uh, again, Joe Tooney, $80 million is, is a huge number. I don't necessarily love the Nelson Algalore deal. I think the money's too high. Uh, those are probably the two that jump out at me as far as guys who are just kind of overvalued. Yeah, for, for me, number two is going to be Matt Filer going to the Chargers. He's terrible. And he's $7 million a year. What a joke. Yeah. Embarrassing. Um, but for the, wor- the worst deal is for me is just going to stick with that Trent Williams play. Um, great guy, great talent-wise. Yeah. But it's just, much. it's it's just too it's just too long. They're gonna they're gonna be uh, regretting that here in what three four years. Like fuck, we're screwed. Yeah, oh, it's avoided years. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they may, and they're they're gonna enjoy it probably for the next two to three. I think um, it it should be a pretty good offensive line. So, so we don't want to make this only an NFL pod. Uh, you know, especially in the off season, it's kind of weird to do. So we are gonna talk a little bit about some of the the combat sports ufc and boxing so we got we have fury versus joshua what are your takes nooms so so they agreed to a a two-fight match to unify the belts at the heavyweight um level so i think that that's interesting that they agreed to two fights off jump um you don't see that very often but uh i mean i'm i'm definitely signing up for for both of those guys uh battling it out did you see some of the the photos and reports that came out on on fury not training. No. I don't. I don't know if it's like a tabloid or if it's like old pictures or whatever. But he looked like he was in shape. 
uh, but that shape was round. <laughs> In a shape. Like, he is a guy he, that is... He was on the beach, he looked drunk, and he looked like he had put on a good like 20 pounds of fat. He's a guy that is defiant about the way that he does train and work out. He is not going to skip the beers. Um, he de- tends to, you know, as it gets closer to the fight time, he gets in a little bit better shape. He doesn't seem to have an issue with his conditioning when he actually does fight. And, yeah. I mean, he's incredibly entertaining, right? Like, um, as much as, like, Conor McGregor is entertaining on the other side, he he's very entertaining um, from the from the fighting, uh, the, the, the boxing perspective, in my opinion. So I saw some of the British tabloids like, is this fight happening? Like, he looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, a rest in peace to Marv- Marvelous Marvin. Um, <clears throat> he, one of the, you know, he actually changed his name to Marvelous Marvin. How great is that? Because, uh, like, uh, some announcers refused to call him it. So he pulled that way before Ocho Cinco did his his little deal, um, uh, a tremendous fighter, middleweight, um, defended his title uh, for uh, seven different fights. Um, he has three; he only had three losses throughout his entire career. He avenged two of them, and the third loss was actually to uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, who came out of retirement to fight him, and then immediately went back into retirement and refused to come back out of retirement for like four years or something. And then was like, "Oh, I'm going to come out of retirement. Do you want to fight now?" And he's like, "No, like get out of here with that." But also, even that fight um, that he did lose to Sugar Ray Leonard uh, was debatably uh, judged. There was a lot of people that thought that he did win that fight. So that's that's um, my that's like my biggest knock on combat sports in general, but particularly boxing because they tend to not end in knockouts or submissions as often. I just the, the the gaming commission. I don't understand what they do and and how they get to the decisions they do. I, I is. The few times that I've actually watched boxing, and, and even with people who know the sport much better than I do, because I mean I'm not going to be in here like this doesn't make sense because I obviously don't know the technical acumen and, and some of the, the the finer details. But real boxing fans who it seems like every year there's two or three fights that people are like this doesn't make sense. Like that's an absolute terrible ruling. Yeah. So. I, I, I want to say I feel like it's getting better, but maybe it's just because the there hasn't been as many big fights, so they haven't been able to get screwed over in certain ways in that respect. Um, but anyway, an ode to and rest in peace to Marvelous, uh, Marvelous, uh, Marvelous Marvin there. Absolutely. Uh, Curtis Samuel, we got some breaking news. Curtis Samuel goes to the Washington football team. I like year, that move. Three years, $34.5 million. I think that's a good value. 11 about right around 11 i think that's a guy that can be a, a productive number two Super uh, McLaurin, mclaurin's the guy there obviously but it is nice to see another weapon and a, a little bit of a uh, reunion between ron rivera and, and curtis samuel yeah I mean, what was cool. that alabama guy that uh that started showing up in the playoffs too cam um cam sims or something uh he looked pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. i know you're talking about yeah, Washington's going to be an interesting team. Now that they have a quarterback in there, man, Sky's waiting for that team. <laughs> it's magic. All right, guys. Well, it was uh, it was it was fun as always. Obviously, a little heavy with uh, the NFL free agency. We'll get into some other sports next time around. But I appreciate you being on. Thanks, guys.